0: Hey fadies, thanks for listening to The Fate of Ison Chapter 5, Episode 13. Lucky number 13. Unlucky number 13. Indifferent number 13. However you want to feel about the number 13, I'm DM Brad, and it's awesome to have you here with us. We've had a lot of people join us on Discord lately to discuss the story and to drop requests and suggestions for things to come. We bloody love that, and if you have anything you want to say to us, please feel free to do it. Just do it. Uh, you can join us on Discord by following the invite link on our website fateofison.com, or uh, you can get in touch with us on most of the social media networks uh, at Fate of uh, When you reach out, it really makes us feel great about this piece of fantasy audio art? Question mark That we're all creating together. Um, the Apple Squadith is making their way toward their big bad goal right now, so let's just dive right in to the recap. Last time our heroes woke up on the coast of the wild and encountered some gigantic crabs investigating their beached vessel. They began trekking southwest through an ocean of tall grass, spying many large beasts as they roamed. Eventually, they came to a long-abandoned, dilapidated village, and decided it was the perfect place to rest for the night. And then she goes up to the one that says store above the door, and she turns the handle and the door creaks, and then she just sort of walks into a dark room, which she is now lighting with her torch. Uh.
1: Bevel strolls over and looks through the window.
0: Uh, yeah, you see inside what is obviously a small shop. There's barrels, um, there's like a big row of shelves on the back wall with what looks like a bar or like a countertop. Standing out of one of the barrels is five uh, like rusty old javelins, almost as if to replace the javelins you lost fighting the shark. Uh, Bevel
1: collects his five rusty javelins.
0: Okay, so you go in. And, um, yeah, this this building is pretty decently intact.
1: I feel like we're definitely getting attacked. Um have collected these five rusty javelins and has transferred the paddle crab um, into a, uh, a moist blanket that he's kept in his pack. And so, uh, thus, his shield is, is free and rotating around him, just FYI.
0: Yeah, there's lots of barrels and and like keg-like things in this room. In fact, there is even a keg with a tap on it, as well as uh, lots of jars and pots and bowls. Some of which have things like daggers and and stuff like that. This is clearly just a, an all-purpose store from some time ago.
1: Before uh, hmm. investigates the room, looking for uh, anything of value.
0: Okay, roll an investigation check.
1: Cool not good uh, that is an 8
0: um, yeah you just notice the stuff that I just described you just see jars and pots with, with daggers and knives and, and basic necessities a couple like crossbows on, on the wall and things that look like maybe at one point they had food in them but they don't mm. obviously have food in them anymore but yeah you notice nothing special and Nio is just waving this torch around trying to look at things um, blowing dust off of labels and stuff and then she goes up to one of the the barrels, and she's like, "Oh, this this one's got water in it. Do we need water?"
1: Oh, well, we need. We have some water, but I mean, how old's that water?
2: Um, does I'm oldness not... really matter with water?
1: All no, water's very does. old. Well, stale mm. and
3: potentially Panterial. poisoned.
1: Mm. Bacterial load is probably... <laughs> if you want to have the next three weeks shit in fucking water. If <laughs> somebody who's drunk water that a possum fell into <laughs> six months prior, it's fun.
2: Yeah, but you boil it. The Do we? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um They're meat possum. Yeah, no, so um uh, cracks the lid of this water and gives it a snuff.
0: It smells kind of musty. You wouldn't you wouldn't want to drink it, but you might drink it if you had to.
1: Uh Bedford grabs the goblin and puts its head in. <laughs>
0: this is just getting aggressive she, she kicks and fights and as if, and you, are, as if you are drinking.
1: pulls the goblin out <laughs> uh, pulls the goblin out and just goes eh, see now now we'll figure out if it's alright to drink won't we oh,
0: you, you, oh. Um, she dropped the torch and it is still lit on the floor
1: uh, Bantful picks up the torch and says you've lost torch privileges
0: <laughs> you drowned me
1: you drowned yourself with your silly questions. <laughs> I'm uh, goes over to the keg.
3: Marley's cleaning her fingers with a dagger and says, Are you sure you don't want to go home?
1: <laughs> Badfall's wandered over to the keg aforementioned. I'm pretty sure Bear doesn't get better with age, but I'm 99% sure that I'm going to fucking find out. Okay, what do you do with this
0: keg? It's a small, um, like, mini keg, and it's got a tap on it.
1: Uh, Bamfor turns the tap.
0: It's uh, very obviously by the smell, Whiskey
1: Bamfor closes the tap immediately, and is the goblin within arm's reach.
0: Yeah, she's she is. grabs the goblin. <laughs> oh, what are you doing?
1: Um, Bamfor go- puts the goblin under the tap and turns the tap on Arcus,
0: very briefly.
2: Arcas, help me! Um, he's going to kill me! From outside the store. <laughs> Hi. Uh,
1: Banford tests the whiskey with the goblet.
0: Well, you like, force it down her gullet or something.
1: I just chuck a bit in her. <laughs> it's like a quick turn. And then I just sort of set her set her up and just, just keep an eye. Okay. She
0: takes a small taste and then she pauses for a moment. And then goes... Uh, hmm. Ah, uh, that's that's not bad. Uh, maybe it... That tastes like, like, like what I had with Lord Greenmire be- before he before he sent me
2: out here. The problem is, is if she dies, you won't know if it's from the water or from the whiskey. No, it's from either.
1: I don't know. Wait, uh, I'm going to die? Before, um, dusts off a bowl, a smallish bowl, like a, like a little ramekin, dusts it off, fills it with whiskey, and hands it to El Goblin. And just says, oh, "Have a sip, mate. Go on. What were you saying about Lord? What's his phone? Yeah,
0: she. Yeah, she slurps it back, and she's like, Mm yes, uh, that, 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 that's good. Ah, uh, yeah, the, the 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 Lord that I work for, uh, Lord uh, KP Greenlight oh, yeah. uh, in Osric.
1: Yeah. how's he doing? He, Is he oh, all right?
0: He's all right. He sends me on uh, on voyages and, and to send I messages. Let me just
1: let me just let me just top that up for you, and Bamford tops it up and hands it back. Right, all right, all oh, go." Right. Yeah concept what does he look, what, what's, he, what's he look like this Lord green she just net one to <laughs> her the
0: <laughs> <laughs> this whiskey is stronger yes. than you anticipated and she immediately starts to just go yeah he's a fat he's a big fat but he's nice he's a big fat nice he's a big fat nice man he's got a lot oh, of money how, you lot how, of be,
1: money. how long, long you'll be working for him his a lot of money I
2: hey?
0: was born into money. his service My no my mother and father, they worked for K.P. Greenmire and now I work for K.P. Greenmire and if I ever... And I'm never going to have
1: kids. Would you be um, able to point someone to, to where he keeps all that money? I mean, it's a lot of money. It's got to be in a big room, doesn't it?
0: Uh, well, yeah, if, I, if, if we ever make it back to Osrin... Uh, oh, I'm
1: sure we'll make it back to Osrin. I mean, I'm sure if you had to describe to me this what this room looks like where he keeps all this money, what how would it look?
0: Well, I've be never been in the room. vault, but I could tell you where in his house it would
1: be. Yeah, where else would he keep that? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm I'm a bit of a vault expert, so I do like to hear how they're set up.
0: Oh, this has got a big study, and there's a bookshelf with a s- secret mm. compartment.
1: Mm. And oh. yeah. yeah. Could you describe the book or or lever that opens up the thing? I'm a bit of an aficionado for secret rooms as well. I don't know if you knew that.
0: The book has a picture on it of a rainbow.
1: A book of a rainbow. Very, very interesting. Yeah, have another little cup here, mate. Have another little cup here. She vomits on it. Uh Bamfour puts a puts a friendly arm around her shoulder and then hits her on the back of the head with a brick.
0: <laughs> I'd say that's enough to put her out for the night. She's done.
1: She's with, asleep uh, in on, puts on... her in a nice little drawer and then closes the drawer. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. She is now sleeping then, in a drawer. Okay. Uh,
1: and then with a, with a dagger, crudely draws a goblin on it so he doesn't, doesn't forget. Because <laughs> otherwise he'd write goblin, but he can't write.
0: <laughs> <laughs> here from Marley
1: and Arcus. Uh, I,
2: I'd like... Are there any, like, um, any sort of cloths or blankets or just, like, sacks maybe around in the store yeah there are some
0: sacks there it looks like there were some cloths like bolts of fabric on one of the shelves but they're all sort of eaten by time like really you you look at them and you can tell if you touch them they'll just sort of disintegrate
2: but yeah there are some sacks all right i grab some sacks and i go over to the drawer and i like give her a little pillow and a little blanket and i pull the drawer out just like a little bit so she can breathe and i put her I put her in the recovery position in case she throws up again. (laughs) (laughs) What a good friend. (laughs) I would also, I would like to go um, around the houses and I just want to see if there are any, like, maybe there were kids living in the town and maybe they had a dollhouse or something. That's what I'm looking for.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. So you, you look around, um, you've got dark vision, don't you? Yeah, I do have dark vision. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can see inside all these dark buildings without having to illuminate them at all. Love that for um, me. And on in one of them, you look through the window and you clearly see like a, a desk, and on and and like on the wall above the desk is is a picture that's been obviously drawn by a child of uh, of what looks like a, a village. Like there's a couple of houses really crudely drawn. You know, kids draw like a pentagon basically as a house. Um, and it's I you're been, like
2: guys I found a map
0: <laughs> it's got like a really bright blue sky and a rainbow on it and um, and people smiling um, and next to it is a is a picture that looks quite similar but like it's night time like the sky has been coloured black and people are not looking happy and there's like these like bat creatures on it
2: oh hmm Alright, um, I, I collect these pictures to to show to the rest of my party, not because I think uh, you know, there's anything up with it, I just like art, I appreciate the arts. Look at these two I'm contrasting images. Yeah, yeah I l- look at the juxtaposition between the, the happiness in the daytime and the pure terror at night. <laughs> I mean, that's big. I can come and bring it to you guys. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, you, as far as we can, we can tell you just over there, appreciating art.
2: <laughs> no, no, I grab the art and I bring it back to everyone.
1: Uh, Benford looks at it and concludes that it is definitely art, hundred mm. percent, undeniably. That is art.
2: Is there a signature on the art so I can like? <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. It's written
0: really crudely in crayon, clearly like a, yeah. a, a child's writing. Uh, with, uh-huh. like a, with like a
2: cute backwards S. It says Daisy. Cool, I like it. It's it's like a it's like a Pollock type thing, right? Like my kid could've done this. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> um, Molly was just cooking rations in the store. She like made a little area where she sort of set up a stove and stuff and she was just busy cooking rations so that everybody would have dinner.
0: While you cook and while Banfour gets um naio- Shit-faced, pass-out, drunk, and while Arcus investigates the local art scene, Hodge, I presume, is just with you, or is he exploring the area?
3: Nah, he'd be kind of like outside, like being good boy, sort of watching the door, you know, like waiting for his dinner as well. You know, it's sort of like domestic bliss, boringness, because I'm expecting this is just like a day in our, tr- you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm just like, yeah, this is just a we're just having dinner and gonna sleep and then
0: yeah not every day has to morning. be a big adventuring day some days are just days yeah
3: yeah, yeah. We're, we're, i'm trying to conserve energy and i'm sort of caught up and thinking about what we're going to do when we find gillif anyway i'm not really worried about what happens in the you know yeah like shit is probably going to happen but she's not worried about it or thinking about it
0: yeah Yep. no that makes perfect sense so the sun begins to fade on the horizon. And we enter night, and there are crickets chirping away in the air. Um, And, yeah, you hear just, like, distant growls and things of wild animals prowling on their evening hunts.
1: Uh, Banfful goes out to the porch and has a sleep. After a fair amount of that whiskey.
0: Cool, so you drink yourself to sleep.
3: I guess Molly's just sleeping as well, and... Like Hodge is still outside by the door, so something would like if someone was going to try and come in, they'd have to trip over Hodge first. So,
1: and bedful.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I just hang up my little art pieces in a corner. <laughs> um, so I've got my wall of art, and then I'll I'll curl up into a into a ball, <laughs> into a cloud, if you will. <laughs> curl up into like a Sonic the Hedgehog, but a cloud yeah exactly (laughs) to preserve energy like cloud form
0: (laughs) Yeah. just as you all settle in for the night and Banffor is asleep and things are quiet you hear a horrifying screeching sound that like pierces the night and Mm -hmm. it's quickly followed by another horrifying screeching sound and by another horrifying screeching sound and these three whatever they are's screeching back and forth and it's creating this very loud very disturbing chorus of creature sounds uh just like back home
3: <laughs> just like back um, in the
0: trailer park be-
3: <laughs> like like loud enough to wake us up brad or oh,
1: definitely yeah
3: definitely okay cool, cool,
1: cool, cool, cool. uh Bithel wakes from his slumber and sort of Has his uh, shield sort of hovering over him and sort of picks up his axe and sort of uh, lights a torch and throws it out into the street. Right, another torch and throws it out into the street and just sort of gets ready, just chasing things coming.
0: So the tall grass that fills the street between the the two rows of houses catches a blaze and becomes becomes a giant bonfire. Just whoosh, and it lights up the night. Um, and
3: stuffs my dark vision
0: as it goes. <laughs> yeah, anyone with dark vision is like, oh, shit, fuck. <laughs> ah, ah. Like wearing night vision goggles and someone turns the lights on. Yeah,
3: yeah, like that kind of
0: scenario. Uh, and Banffor, in this bonfire light, you see hovering above the uh, the two rows of buildings uh, three humanoid bat-like Creatures with um, like really pointy ears and pointy facial features and claws at the end of their wings and things, and they are all <gasps> it's They are they are like three man bats <laughs> from uh, from D- from the DC Comics universe and. and if
1: anybody would nice. like to, uh, you can Google Vargeist, uh, V-A-R-G-H-E-I-S-T. It's a Warhammer um, beastie from the Vampire Counts army. Um, it's a fun mutation of the uh, vampire strain, um, but going towards the bestial side. Like imagine, like a like a vampire stuck halfway between Nam and Bat, uh, but <laughs> empowered by both senses. Uh, it's quite the quite the thing to
0: see. If, if uh, listeners at home want to Google that, uh, Oliver Scripps has made his recommendation. Now go do it <laughs> before he banfalls you upside the head
1: <laughs> with a goddamn brick. You uh, savages.
0: Thank, well, you. After break. thank you for listening and Half thank break. you to our patreon supporters for continuing to support this uh increasingly aggressive podcast that actively <laughs> defies your listenership we do love you but it may not seem mm. like that sometimes yes you see three of those um to differentiate between them one of them is like a charcoal gray one
1: has a polka dot sweater <laughs> one is a dark grey. One, one has
0: a fun little hat. One is charcoal grey. One is uh, black as night, and one is tan like a good old set of uh, good old pair of chinos,
1: oh, <laughs> like can't...
3: Brad's pants.
2: I'm
1: I'm wearing chinos that are also tan.
2: We Which know. Is... <laughs>
3: black, <laughs> tan, and what? Charcoal
1: grey. <laughs> Got
3: it. Uh,
1: is that their skin color, Brad?
0: That is the the fur color, actually.
1: Fur. Well,
0: what do bats have, fur
1: or hair? Well, it depends if they yeah. Yeah, they're human or the if they're if they Then they've come from human towards bat. Then they don't have fur, have
2: hair. Okay. Or, or do they grow fur when they become a bat? Because you, if you were, if there's a werewolf situation, you'd be growing fur, not hair.
3: Molly shoots a crossbow. <laughs>
2: okay, roll initiative, everybody. Um, I'd
1: like to um, say that I will also do that.
0: Shoot a crossbow.
3: I got 5. I
1: got 9.
3: 22!
0: Okay. So Marley, you stumble out onto the porch and see this has woken you up. There's a bonfire in the street, um, (laughs) which will very soon start to threaten the buildings, I'm sure. Sure. and there are three uh bat like creatures in the air just above you and you fire your crossbow so roll to attack one or more of them
3: well actually technically i cast hail of thorns first and then i blow my crossbow um, sing
0: a little song i'm going to going to cast
3: a hail of thorns up in your face bitches oh <sighs> mm. <laughs> hey brad I know you love it when this happens. Chaos Curse? Yeah, you want to give me one of them?
0: Okay, roll a d100. You explode.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you die.
3: Molly dies. The last thing she does is reaches out and stabs the fucking goblin. Uh, <laughs> I will have a 14 players. I don't think we've fed that low, have we? Uh, I don't know. Um...
0: Fourteen. Oh, we've had fourteen before. Uh, no in question. fact, fourteen is the very first one we ever had, underneath the Royal Keep in Stonewall. Tree. You turn into I'm a tree. A tree. <laughs> 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 I remember
3: the first one ever.
0: You can take no actions, and your AC is ten. So
3: cool.
0: You're fighting. How long does
3: it last for?
0: Until your tree. next. Until your next turn. Okay. Here's a question for you.
3: Yep. Because I now no longer really have a turn, does that mean that I can actually tell Hodge to do something?
0: No. Because he goes in go? Yeah, you can't tell him anything, you're a tree. No, I know, tree. but
3: like. Because Hodge acts independently, kind of of me, but kind of with me.
0: Yeah, well, so you, you went to fire your crossbow as your action, and that failed, and <laughs> in doing so, you turned into a tree. So you're like cast your hail of thorns, you held your crossbow up aimed, and then suddenly, bloop, you're a fucking tree, on the front porch of this building that is soon to be under threat from fire uh, <laughs> what a weird way to start a fight
1: almost on fire and a tree I agree <laughs> uh, it's got a couple of problems the... coming up
3: Okay. no that's cool, if it says if I'm incapacitated, which I would class myself as, as a tree it just, um, it focuses on protecting me and itself. Okay.
1: So, I would argue yeah. that every tree so is a
3: It can do things like dodge easily. Just okay. so you know. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. So the tan one is the first to act. Let's see, what's it going to do? It's going to do a frightening screech. So it's going to, um... Fly down a bit closer to all of you who are standing grouped near each other on this porch. One of you is a tree, though. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Um, No, there's just a tree on the porch. Nothing to see here. (laughs) And
0: uh, the two of you who can need to roll a wisdom save. Marley, I guess you are immune to this while you are a tree. Yeah. (laughs)
3: This might work out in my favor.
1: (laughs) Oh my god, that's a three. Uh, I'm going to use a luck point on that.
2: Um, I got...
3: 8. I'm
1: going to use another luck point, just FYI. Thank fucking god, that's 11.
2: Okay,
0: and what did you get, Arcus, sorry? Uh, I, I got 8. Okay, so both of you are...
1: Oh, oh goddammit.
0: ...frightened. For one... At least it wasn't
1: the natural one.
0: So this this will last uh, for a full minute, um, but you do get a chance to save at the end of your next turn. But basically, so you you are terrified of this particular one. You're terrified of the tan one.
2: It looks the most naked.
0: <laughs> it it looks it looks like it's wearing yeah just a like naked skin suit. You have disadvantage on on everything you do, basically while the subject of your fear is in sight and you can't willingly move closer to the tan one.
1: Uh, move closer, okay. Yep. But we can't attack it.
0: If it comes to you, but you can attack it with disadvantage. Or you can attack it at range. Yeah. And then the black one is going to swoop down, and it is going to attack Banful. With its claws. da 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 da. Oh, I can only do one attack. Lame. But that is a 22 to scratch you with its claws.
1: Which passes my AC.
0: Which passes your AC. You haven't raged yet either because it hasn't been your turn.
1: I know. Uh, I'm aware of this.
0: Seven slashing and 12 psychic.
1: 19 damage.
0: Yeah. So you get this sort of burning slashing um across some exposed part of your body my penis and also your brain hurts at the same time
2: the brain brain is
1: the weak my penis is always exposed (laughs) belly
3: right i feel like that's information i did not know before
1: it's just mostly been cut away so you just think that like it's an area of skin (laughs) or like scar tissue around my chest around my, my pelvis reason. Are, region. You,
3: are my you just pants? like not wearing pants or like
1: I'm wearing pants but it just finds its way out because it's been it's been cut until... imagine you cut a hot dog down the middle.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And then it's just sort of it's just sort of fallen apart and it just finds its way out through various cracks and things. Like it's like one of those play doh extruders. Yeah. You know where it comes out in like nineteen different it's like that. It's all <laughs> penis, but none of it's 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 there you go.
3: People people who are drawing our fan art. Things that you need to think about when you're drawing Banfor.
2: <laughs> Just He's got a, lot a little of penis, bit of cop.
1: No cop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and after taking that damage from the uh, the black furred or black haired, we're still having this debate. Um Bat creature, it is now Ban turn. So you have disadvantage, because um, the tan one is still within your sight, and you're afraid of it. But you can freely attack this the black one, or you can attack the um, grey one, or the tan one, but only at range, you can't move closer to it.
1: So the black, okay. So I'm going to enter a rage, that's a no-brainer. So, currently in a rage. Now I have two more actions to take. Um, I would like to throw a javelin at the tan one, and I'm going to grapple the black one. Yep. So I'm going to jump up and, gra- and grab the black one and force it down to the ground.
0: Okay, so you will have probably logistically do the javelin first. Yes. Yeah, both of these actions are at disadvantage.
1: No worries. Boom. Uh, uh, so that's a. Uh, 18 and a 17. Yep, okay, yeah. so 17
0: hits, so you even at disadvantage, oh. even though you're terrified of the tan one, you manage to throw your javelin. So roll some damage for that. It's
1: not great. Um, so it's a 6 to damage, um, plus 2 plus 2? Plus 5, sorry, because I'm raging. No, that was only with martial weapons.
0: Um, Do I get raging yeah, it, with the javelin? It's pl- plus your strength, plus your, yeah, raging, so... Yeah, plus five.
1: So plus, so plus five. Cool. Um, so that's twelve damage.
0: Okay, sweet. And then you cool. were grappling this. You're gonna try and yes. grapple this black one. Um, maths twelve. Okay, so that's a contested um, athletics check.
1: Cool. No worries. Again with disadvantage. Uh, cool. Um, so it's a twenty-three and a. Fifteen.
0: Okay. Yeah, you had to beat a fourteen, so you managed to grapple yes. the uh, the black one and what tackle it down to the porch or down to the to the ground near flaming uh, grass to the burning you... ground.
1: Okay. To the flaming grass. Cool.
0: Ban Four is now
1: because I now have. Yep, I now have because I have resistance against fire. Um, so so at most I assume it's going to do a d4, so at most it's going to do a 2 to me, and this thing I assume doesn't have any sort of resistance, so let's fucking tango, bruh.
0: Banforce, thinking, and now Arcus.
2: Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd love to cast um, Guiding Bolt at the tan one. Cool, so
0: you roll that with disadvantage.
2: Uh, yeah, 9, wait, wait, wait plus... Yeah, 9.
0: Oh, okay, that misses. So you just cast this uh, Kamehameha <laughs> of Radiant Light out towards it, and it uh, easily dodges out of the way. And it just sails away into the darkness.
2: Typical. Can I, can I do Spiritual Weapon as a bonus action? I've got it as a bonus action in my thing.
0: Yeah, yeah you can cast that as a bonus, and then that just gives you a weapon that you can sort of make anything you want
2: yeah Uh, i'll go back i think last time i did this i made it like a javelin type thing i think i'll go back to that (laughs) okay
0: cool so you got this cool like spirit ghost javelin that sort of hovers around you as if you're wielding it yeah sweet and now it is the gray one which is going to follow uh, reverse follow the trajectory of that guiding bolt and swoop down and try and attack you the only other targets are a tree or someone rolling in the grass with its friend uh it's going to try and slash you with claws for a 21.
2: yeah that hits.
0: yeah so that is eight slashing damage and eight psychic damage
2: oh. just to keep with the times
1: instead of saying that hits should we say that slaps <laughs>
0: doesn't it slap just doesn't, doesn't doesn't that mean like it's a good thing that slaps man that slaps
2: yeah i think that's slaps like slaps.
0: Mm. um okay yeah so that comes uh, comes up to Arcus on the porch and slashes across you with claws and then yeah it hurts your brain at the same time
2: great <laughs> and now it's marley oh um just one question i may just be, be being stupid but do i get to attack with the spiritual weapon as well because it does say as a bonus action on your turn you can repeat you can when you cast it you're supposed to attack with it and then you can repeat the attack as well as the bonus action
0: oh, okay sure so, so was re-
2: i re- able to re- attack when i cast
0: that <laughs> uh we'll say yes When I we'll retcon that you made an attack against um which one uh the, the
2: tan one again probably okay
0: yep so again that attacks with disadvantage
2: okay i got a 18.
0: Nice. So yeah, you use you, your spiritual javelin, uh, soars true, and uh, attacks the tan one in the sky. Uh, roll your damage. What damage type does it do? Does it do piercing because it's a javelin, or is For, it spiritual? Force? It's force damage. Okay.
2: Yeah. It says force damage on this. Cool. So seven. Seven total on the tan oh, one. Oh wait, wait four. Sorry, no six. No wait, wait, wait. No, wait. <laughs> wait. I can do math. Hold on. Hundred. Plus. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I rolled a 4 and then it's plus 5, so that's. 9? Nine? 9, yeah. <laughs> that's and, not and then it says. No, no. And then it says it's plus 2, 4 sandwich, I think. Okay. 11, 11. <laughs> Come on, you're killing me here.
0: <laughs> okay, and now it's Marley's turn. You magically boop, become a half elf again. And have a vague okay. recollection of of being made of bark, and like you cough out a leaf.
3: Nice. Um, she kind of casts around magically, and she's like, "I swear I already cast hail of thorns." Hail of thorns! Like she does it again. She's like, "Wait, what? Like, did I not do that last time?" You know. So she does it again, and then goes to fire. Uh, which one? Uh, has everybody been hitting the tamlin? Or uh, actually, because I wouldn't know that because I'm a tree. Um, does any of them look particularly? <laughs> I know that
0: So you you see one of them. You see one of them is rolling. <laughs> you see one of them is rolling around in the grass with Bandfore. Uh The Bandfore is yeah. rolling around with the black one, and Arcus <laughs> has the grey one right up against them.
3: Okay. So I guess seeing that, seeing what's around, she would go, "Okay, well, I guess you're mine then." <laughs> okay cool so i miss well i
0: assume i miss because i rolled a 10. uh yes you missed yeah i rolled
3: i've rolled a one and then i've rolled a two so my dice is doing really well so far okay um and i
0: forgot to get Banfor four Arcus after your turns to roll another wisdom save to see if you overcome your fear ah so if you can go go and do do that
2: now Wisdom, eh? Oh, nice. Um, uh, twenty-one.
0: Okay, 10. yeah. Uh, Arcus is not afraid anymore. Band Four still is. Nice. You still, you still see that tan one, and you're like, oh, I've got the willies.
1: I have got several willies.
0: <laughs> it's actually just one cut into several parts. With
1: it's just like when you put play doh through the thing, but it makes it into like nineteen different sausages.
0: <laughs> uh gross Um,
1: (laughs) and the tan one
0: is now going to swoop down and try and claw attack Marley who just failed to fire bolts at it and it's going to slash away at you for a six to hit which is not going to do it obviously so it's right in your face and it's just got this horrible like toothy mouth and, and really sharp eyes and ears and it's uh, yeah slashing away at you and you just dodge back out of the way and now it is the black one which is rolling around with banfor and while you're grappling it it's just going to use its turn to roll an athletics check to try and fly upward while you're still holding it. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to mm-hmm. try and get up like 60 feet in the air and I would say with a 19 It manages to do so so it flies up really high above this town with you still holding on to it
1: but i'm still holding on to it and grappling it so it can't attack me yep and now it's your turn cool um so now i have three attacks um and so i'm going to use all three attacks um so i'm going to assume that i'm doing like um like a bjj like a like a rear mount um, so I'm rear-mounting um, around it, sort of, uh, the back of its pelvis, and I'm just going to the, bring the axle down in, in three uh, brutal stabbing maneuvers. Um, would I have disadvantage on these now?
0: Narratively, I would say no, because it's kind of a captive target. It can't really get away from you. It would be hard for you to miss. Mm.
1: But I have advantage on an attack roll against creatures that I'm grappling as my feet. So I have
2: advantage?
0: Yes, correct. So you have advantage, but that is cancelled out by the fact you have disadvantage from being afraid of the tan one.
1: Okay, right, so we'll just go straight up as it is.
0: so it's just three straight up
1: attacks. Okay, so, um, one of those came out. So interesting how you do that while
3: you're hanging on to something, eh? The rules Mm -hmm. don't actually say that, but I find it a really interesting image in my head. You know, like, I'm like, how do you... Got his legs so, wrapped around
1: it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that was a 9. I'm going to re-roll it um, with luck. Um, So that's come out. So first roll is a 24. Second roll is a 10. Uh, third roll is a 15.
0: Okay, that's one hit.
1: Fuck me, Christ. All right. Um... Here we go, so plus, uh, so that's 11 damage. That's 11 damage.
0: Okay. Yeah, so you, you try and stab it three times, but because you're hanging on by your legs and it's flying, mm. you're like swinging loose and wild, uh, but one of them manages to plunge into its back and it lets out this screech into the night. And it is now Arcus's
2: turn. I would like to cast Thunder Wave. Which is, each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must make a constitution saving throw.
0: Okay, so that would be just the uh, charcoal grey one, which attacked you.
2: Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, That failed its con-save? Cool. <laughs> Great. Alright, then that is... 4, 9, 10, 11, 12... Um, 18. Yeah. Thunderwave damage. Ah, so yeah, and it gets sent back. And it gets, yeah, 10 feet.
0: Yeah, so I'd say it gets thrown back into the flames in the burning grass. Yes. And in doing so, it will take a bit of fire damage. It will take five fire damage. Cool. Uh, Do you still have your spiritual weapon? Uh, It lasts for a minute. Okay, so you can attack with that spirit javelin now if you want to as well. Awesome. Okay. Uh, 20,
2: not mad, but... Yep, okay. Yeah, that's a hit too. And 4 damage. 4 force damage. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, so you shoot your um, spiritual spear out, straight out at this uh, grey one that's in the flames, and it strikes true, and it screeches out into the night. And now it's Marley once again. Uh, the tan one is in your face.
3: Some. Molly's probably just gonna pull a Marley, Um when shit gets in her face and she can't hide across her crossbow, So she's just gonna scream Thunderwave in this okay. thing's face and my cons are 16.
0: Yep. Sweet. That's a
3: nine. Nice. Oh fuck you. Sorry. It's like 1-2-2. Two, two. <laughs> so nine damage big fucking nine because my dice rolled like pieces of shit
0: okay nine and i'd say it gets thrust back 10 feet into the flames in the in the grass yeah and in doing so it also takes four fire damage okay and now it's that one's turn and it's just going to screech and then try and do the same thing again fly towards you very fast and go for another claw attack
3: Okay. It is a 24.
0: Yep. Yeah. Cool, so that is nine slashing, and 14 psychic. Cool. And the black one is just going to try and get out of your grapple banful. Okay, that's a 10. Well, I'll tell you
1: why I got a 24. Okay,
0: so it is still grappled. And now it's your turn.
1: Uh, I will attack thrice. Mm, two, 18, 19, 14. I have no more luck, so 18,
0: 19,
1: 14. Okay, that's two hits. Cool. Boom. Uh, 7 and. Seven, so 14 damage total. Um, and
0: now Arcus still standing on the porch with the, um, the grey one uh, ten feet away from you in the flames
2: Yeah, I like to cast Shatter, so each creature in a, in a ten foot radius of a point that I choose. How many can I get in this level of sound?
0: There's just one, there's only one that's stand- oh, you could get the grey one or you could get the tan one and Marley together
2: or you could get the, <laughs> could get the black one and Banford together uh, I I would just go for the grey one. Um, so you just need to make a Constitution save.
0: Okay, that is a seven.
2: That fails. <laughs> so I've hit. Sorry, you fail. I win. <laughs> and twelve. Uh, thunder damage.
0: Nice. Describe the way that kills the grey one.
2: Ah, oh, um, so it's a. It's just like a really loud painful noise and they're they're bats right so they've got sonar hearing so it just like collapses as blood trickles out of its ears (laughs) clutching at its head like it's trying to rip out its ears and then it dies
0: that is grotesque and (laughs) a great way for a creature that can do frightening screeches to die yeah payback cool and we're back around to marley
3: i will just Shoot a first level Thunderwave at it instead. Okay. So, yeah. Still 16 to save. Con save, that is a 9. What's a bet I roll better with 2d8 than I did with 4? What's a bet? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I did. That's a 14 with 2d8 rather than the 4d8 which only rolled a 9.
0: <laughs> okay, describe the way your thunder wave kills the
3: tan one. It's just a, like a wall of force, basically. So it just like smacks into it and you see its skin ripple and peel off it.
0: oh gross. Yeah. And some of it lands in the flames and sizzles up and becomes bat meat.
3: Pretty much.
2: I want to see this episode edit, like animated and <laughs> just... Uh... <laughs> Yep. peeling and, of the skin <laughs> and it would be the tan one's
0: turn but it's very dead the black one is uh, just going to uh, once again try and shake free of Banffor or try and shake Banful off of it I should say that is a, oh that is only a 9 on a contested
1: check okay I hopefully can beat that with a
2: yeah.
1: Fifteen. Okay, yeah,
0: you successfully maintain your grapple, and it's now your turn.
1: Um I mean I've got just the one target still, so I'm gonna attack thrice. Um as is my usual. <laughs> twenty-three hits.
0: Yep.
2: And
1: and a twenty unnatural. Yep,
2: two hits.
1: I think I can probably survive the four. Here we go. Uh, six damage and oh not that much. 5 damage, so 11
0: damage total. Okay, you stab your sword into the back of this black bat creature, and it lets out a very pained screech, and then it stops fighting you, and it begins to fall to the ground.
1: Um, As a reaction, uh, Bantafor is going to invoke uh, the blood curse of the fallen puppet, um, and use the reaction to have it make a single weapon attack. Against its friend that is closest to the ground.
0: It's the only remaining one.
1: I'm gonna make a a resurgent blood puppet make an attack against the fire on the ground, (laughs) giving it an intention to descend.
0: You know what? I like that you're using your blood curse, so I will allow this. You convince, as as it's falling to the ground, you convince this corpse of a bat creature to attack the flames. um, And. I, I'm not going to roll for it to attack because it's flames um, but yeah it's it sort of steers itself towards the flames and swipes its claws and then it harmlessly just slumps to the ground and you manage to uh, very gently um, Step like dismount from it and now you're standing in, in the tall grass there is a huge bonfire lighting up the night and that is the end of the episode. And that's the
2: end of the, of the
1: episode.
2: episode. Yay! Yay! Success! Yay. You defeated yeah. some
0: things. Baneful flu. Batman.
1: Man bat. <laughs> uh, Who? I guess and that's we, the end of episode.
0: When we reconvene, we're going to have to um, figure out what happens to this village.
1: Whether mm-hmm. you just let him burn. I think we probably will. Yeah. Um, get your friend out of the drawer. If you remember.
2: we we'll get her to burn the rest of the town down. We've already tried to get her onto the arsonist streak. Or we'll just wake her up and be like, look what you've done in your sleep. Give her problems.
0: Flying horrors in the night, Banfor's bonfires in the street, a marley tree on the porch, a drunk goblin in a drawer. What doesn't this episode have? And will they put out that potentially devastating fire? I guess you'll have to find out next time. A big hey, hello, howdy doody to our awesome Patreon supporters. Alex White Robinson, person who wants to stay anonymous, Robert Baldino from Not Quite Heroes podcast, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodman, and James Blys from Wheel or podcast, IJ Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, Melzeg, Laura Draff, Mattis, Sal Malcolm from Table Tales, Kydron Fast, Lauren Fate, Love, Rihanna Kavalsik, Kevin Swift from The Dice Cult, Ben Edwards, the Victorian Gavin Porter, Daniel Nichols from the Happy Go Lucky podcast, KP and Squished. We could not make this show without your support, and we appreciate you. Uh, as always, um, don't forget to hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, those are all, like I said at the beginning, at Ison, or email fateofison@gmail.com, at gmail.com. Or jump onto the Necropodicon Network Discord server. Uh, a link to that, as I said before, is on our website, fateofison.com. There's also cast profiles and some really sweet fan art there, and links to the wiki as well. So head on over to fateofison.com to uh, just get you a fistful of Ison. That's a weird thing to say, but it's a true thing to say. Alrighty, see you next time everybody, thank you very much for listening.
1: I'm Dr. Discord, and I have one question for you. Are you evil? Do you find yourself secretly rooting for the bad guy? Do you find yourself suppressing a little chuckle when somebody else slips and falls? Do you find yourself secretly wishing for global domination? If you answered yes to any of these questions, check out Unnecessary Evil Podcast, where we discuss all things evil. From tips on how to write a better villain... To tips on how to be a better villain. I probably won't even leave any booby traps this time. <laughs> Part of the Necropodicon Network. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce, easy to listen.
0: Hey, waffles. Hey, Mario. Hey, we've got thirty seconds to talk about what our podcast is about.
1: What do you want to do? Oh, uh, waffles and Mario talk about things. Mm. Uh, it's a um. How, do you, how would you describe the podcast? i describe it as a podcast where both of us being funny people talk about things that we find funny. Well, does, do we have to find it funny? No, or? we don't. We very
0: rarely find things funny. Can we just talk about things and then we find the humor in that? Maybe. I don't know. I don't laugh. I'm, not, I'm a sociopath. You are. Yeah, and so are you. I am. And that's what, that's what our podcast
1: is about. The two sociopaths talking about things. Yes.
3: Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.